0: what's going on everybody it's your man Dougie Fresh hey next couple weeks Cheyenne's traveling I'm traveling we're dealing with poor connectivity issues and everywhere we're going but bear with us the sound quality will be right back once we get back into the studio and bringing you that birdies not BS so we apologize for the BS connections and let's get to it back at it again. Birdie's not BS. Shy, what's up, girl? Got my co-homie with me. What's going on? What's
1: up? I'm Man,
0: here. I played golf over the weekend. I'm so hyped. I actually got to get out and hit it and get it, and the, and the ball was rolling.
1: But the question is, did you play golf well?
0: Um, Yes. Okay. I'll say I did well. Okay, I good. did. I played a little skins game, had the juices back flowing. Man. Make a little
1: bit of money? Just a couple of dollars.
0: En- enough, uh, enough to buy Coke, as they say.
1: There you go. That's, That's it. Something? you know it's
0: funny i don't i don't it don't matter to me if we bought a hundred dollars or five dollars i just want
1: you uh it matters to me
0: i i want whoever (laughs) else's i want whoever else's money in my pocket that's like my end i don't care what it is it could be 20 no i ain't gonna play for 25 cents but i want (laughs) your money in my pocket i don't know about you that's how
1: I i need i need enough money to where i can feel it like I can't play for a dollar. I'm sorry. Oh, I
0: can feel it. I get that. I get that. But when you say <laughs> you have enough money, you can feel it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel every dollar that comes out of my pocket. I don't give a damn. I'm I you're right. You're I'm
1: right. Saying,
0: it's just, I feel like once we start talking about 50 and 100, that's when you really got my attention. See,
1: that's, I'm right there with you. That's
0: it. Give me 50 and 100. 50 and
1: 100, because I can spend that. That's a nice little dinner after the round.
0: i tell you what. You you tell me you want to play a 10-10-10, or you tell me you want to play everything for 100 that $100 round, I'm going to act like I'm in a damn tournament. I'm going to tell you, right, I'm reading every putt and you putting out. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn how close it is. Hold it. Put it in there. <laughs> You're
1: going to be in the zone, not saying a word to me.
0: Absolutely. Shy at Woods, where in the world are you this week? And I feel like every episode we've had in the last three weeks,
1: Pretty you much. have
0: been in a different location. Where in the world? Cheyenne Woods.
1: So I am in New Jersey this week. I've got an off week, so I'm just spending some time up here. Good weather, good practice, getting ready to go.
0: Good greens. God, the greens are up there this time of year. Literally the best greens you can play.
1: Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. So I'm, you know, grinding out here, trying to get better.
0: I can dig it. I can dig it. Look, you know what? I'm excited for this week's episode. We got my homie, Miss Alex, a.k.a. Golf Mommy, coming on. You know, I love I love everything about her. You know, I like her style. I like her flair, you know, but what I also like is is the fact that she's gone from beginner golfer to scratch golfer in relatively a short amount of time.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talk about getting better and how to do it. And she is the one to talk to because we've been playing golf almost our whole life. And she is fairly new still but has gotten good at a very fast rate and so i think that's always impressive so i'm i'm excited to have her on the show finally i'm gonna say this a bunch but finally a woman thank you
0: and a hispanic woman too because you know alejandra she's from uh mexico so uh happy to have her on as we gear up and celebrate hispanic heritage month so without further ado let's get to it Back at it again, birdies, not BS, Doug Smith alongside Cheyenne Woods, as always. And with us, special guests, we got the golf mommy in here. Alejandra, what's going
2: on, girl? Hey, Doug. Hey, Cheyenne. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So
0: I follow you. I'm a huge follower. I don't know if Cheyenne's followed you yet, but she about to. But I got to ask you, you are like the biggest golf addict. Like, how do you play so much golf and how did you get good so fast?
2: Well, I'm lucky enough to um, be a stay-at-home mom, and um, I get to play a lot of golf uh, because my daughters are teenagers, and lucky for me, they can take care of themselves. So while they're at school, guess what I'm doing? I'm playing golf. So um, I I began golfing when I was 30, and uh, unfortunately, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give out my age. I began golfing when I was 30, and I've been golfing for eight years now. Eight
1: years. That's awesome. Yes. Wow. And I'm excited to have you on the show because we don't get many women guests on the show. And so it's so nice to have another woman here. And also to get your perspective of how it was when you did start playing golf. You've been playing golf for eight years now. What was it like getting into the game? You know, golf has so many negative stigmas. And, you know, as a woman, sometimes it is difficult. So what was your experience in just getting into it and being comfortable? And then you have your own style to it too. I've seen your Instagram. You always look cute. So how was that getting into the game?
2: Well, at first it was very difficult because I didn't know anything about golf. I mean, just absolutely nothing. And I began taking lessons for a year. I started with uh, my first swing coach. His name is Jim Delaney and he's from Southern Highlands. He's the director of golf there. And what I loved about him is that he made, he basically taught me how to love the game. And I think it takes a really good instructor or even a good support system to help encourage you to stay in the game and just keep practicing and keep grinding. And, um, but like you said, there's a lot of, uh, negatives when you're a new player. A lot of people don't want to play golf with you. None of the ladies wanted to play golf with me. <laughs> so wow. They didn't want to play golf with me. And so, you know, just as a new golfer and with a 40 plus handicap, I could totally understand. Uh, So I just kind of just stayed on my on my own and just kept grinding on the range and practicing. And eventually I kept getting better and better as the years progressed. And I mean, I went from being a 40 handicap to now I'm 0.9 right now. Wow, um, So that's
1: impressive. I'm not playing Mommy yeah. for no cash. That I'm is
2: so right
0: impressive. Now. I am not playing you for no loot. That's not going to happen. And
2: now those ladies want to play golf with me, and I'm like, uh, I don't think so.
0: I'm good. <laughs> Hold up! stop. Whoa, back it up, back it up. And there's, some, there's some things like, like Mommy, I think I, I want to I unpack a little bit, because as a beginner, you're saying that you didn't have anybody to play golf with, but yet you still stuck with it, like, by yourself. So, right. how is that? Sounds lonely as hell.
2: Well, I had family. I had family that I played golf with. And also, I played a lot of golf with men. And men usually, typically, they don't really care if you're a bad golfer as long as you know how to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to make a double or a triple, just pick up and keep go to moving. the next hole. Yeah, keep We're it moving. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I learned through the process that if I just learn how to pick up my ball, then I was not going to irritate other golfers that were better than I was. So a lot of men didn't mind playing with me. And, um, eventually, like I said, I began to play better and I started doing some tournaments, uh, in the ladies, uh, ladies, in league, the ladies group and in the <laughs> ladies league. And it was so funny because I remember, uh, my caddy at the time, our goal was to make bogey because I had a stroke <laughs> or two
0: nice. strokes. But that's, that's so crazy <laughs> so, though, mommy. Cause yes. we talk about, Cheyenne and I, um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about adjusting the par Being to be what's, what's attainable for yes. you. And right, so exactly. it's kind of dope to hear you say like the goal was to make bogey. So was that, did that take pressure off of you at that time to like make a bogey and like, did you
2: celebrate bogey? Exactly. Celebrate making a bogey. And then if I made a par, it was like a miracle. And if I made a birdie, it was a fluke. <laughs> That's awesome. Though.
1: I love that because so many people, when they are getting into the game, they are somewhat intimidated because they assume you have to be good, fast, exactly. and you have to know exactly what you're doing. But I love what you said about being able to pick it up being able to set your expectations of bogey because that does take a lot of pressure off and it allows you to have more fun with the game too absolutely i'm
0: really mystified by it all though too mommy like (laughs) you know you you, you've adjusted the par because when that golf bug comes and bites you it grabs on to you so you caught the bug at a 40 handicap or did it or did you like like were, were you ever wanting to quit
2: No, I never wanted to quit. Um, I think it's just because golf is so challenging. I mean, you're trying to hit this little white ball that's just sitting there and it's so irritating that it's not moving (laughs) and you can't hit it. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you whip it, you shank it, you, you know, warm burn it. I mean, and you're like, really? it's just sitting there. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's something so simple, but yet, but yet so difficult. And I think that's what really motivated me to become better and just the mental aspect of the game. also. I mean, I I know a lot of amateurs just go out there and just kind of hit balls wherever they land. But as I kept getting better, I realized, wait, I have to do some course management. There's a look. There's there's a lot of thinking behind golf yeah. and where you're gonna execute your shot. I just love that aspect of the game.
0: But at a 40 handicap, you weren't thinking like that yet. You oh were just hell thinking, no. like I was hey having contact fun. like so you know, with what we do, Cheyenne and I, we always want to make sure people understand the real. Because right yeah, now at this right. moment in history, there's so many people, black and brown people, white. Everybody's coming into golf right now because you can be socially distant, especially if you suck. You can stay really far away from Yeah, you. you're way over
1: on that side of the
0: golf course. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to learn just what it took for you to to stay within the game, because I think that takeaway is going resi- to resonate with our, our our listeners, or you're just a glutton for punishment because <laughs> way.
2: I, I think I'm a little bit of a glutton for punishment, <laughs> uh, but I, I just I love that feeling of competition too, mm-hmm. and the fact that I could become better. I always think that if men can do something, women can also do it, it or sometimes women can do it better.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Say it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so like I so I I see things in that perspective as if somebody can do this, I can also do it. I mean, throughout my life, I've, I've had a lot of struggles and I think it was golf just became something where I can just go out and just breathe the fresh air. Something that I, that challenged me to mm-hmm. become good at it. And I'm still trying to become good at it.
1: It's Another never day. ending. I mean, it's always. Gonna, I'm still trying to get good at it. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's what's so addicting about it too, is that even on your best days, there's something that maybe you could have done better. Or no matter how long you're playing, there's always something that you need to work on or your driver right. is slicing. You know, there's always those little details, which is, you know, why I love it, but also why we hate it. Because right. It's just, it's always something and it can't just ever be perfect.
2: Right. Right.
1: I'm curious, because we get these questions a lot from beginner golfers, how much time, as you were getting better and learning the game, how much time were you on the range, on the golf course? Did you play nine holes? Did you go straight to a full 18 golf course? What was your journey of kind of navigating um, range, practice, playing?
2: The first year, I began on the range, and I took lessons for a year. I didn't want to be that type of player that went out to the golf course and held up play. I just decided to stay on the range and just hit balls and practice with my swing coach. And I took a lesson once uh, once a month. Uh, eventually, as I began to get better, I went out to the golf course, started playing a little bit more, but I really enjoy practicing. That's one thing that I think a lot of amateurs don't really enjoy they don't want to sit out on the range and grind i just love just being there for, i mean sometimes i practice for three and four hours you have to have like a certain love not just for the game but also for practice right to become good
1: yeah and I that's at any level. level too i think right yeah, that's a everything it.
0: it's, that's everything golf live business yeah. managing your inbox
2: <laughs> i <laughs> I don't have to go to, uh, go to the range to practice. I practice at home too. I have like a golf club and an alignment stick in my bedroom and I I just grab it when I have 20, 30 minutes and I just practice my swing plane or practice anything. So I I always say, you don't have to go to the range to hit balls. You don't have to go to the range and be out in the 110 degree uh, weather and be miserable or people say, well, I work a lot. And I'm like, you actually don't have to go to the range. Just get in front of a mirror and do mirror work. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with golf at home that you don't have to.
0: You know, it's funny. Shout talking to mommy. She sounds like a tour player right here, don't she? Like, I know. to the range and <laughs> well, grind. I'm about too, to do some she's mirror work.
1: Every single topic I feel like that we discuss on the podcast. How to get better at home? Right. Do I need to like be on the range or on the golf course? How do I speed up play? Like, she is our podcast. That's it.
0: But Mommy, were you prepared for the learning curve? Like mentally, like when you started this game, were you aware or did your coach let you know like hey, this is a this is a process? Cuz I mean, you you're like the definition of the process, right? Like right. you started at 40 handicap. You didn't play golf. I mean, you you didn't play on the course. You stayed on the range. How did your coach or whomever prepare you for like the curves and the bumps and the cuz early on I'm sure you got knocked down knocked out like cuz this game will beat you up.
2: Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people will beat you up too. I mean, <laughs> they're really <laughs> they, I That's mean, real. golfers are are really hard on you. I mean, if you're if you do something wrong, if you don't have the right etiquette and then just that entire learning curve of learning how to dress properly for golf, how to have the right etiquette on the golf course uh the rules just everything i mean it's all a learning process and i mean my swing coach did a great job of just mentally preparing me for a lot of things like that and just helping me with advice and i I remember um that i didn't even know how, how to write down my scores what was par, what was birdie. I had to learn the, the, just the hard way, you yeah, know, you even when I, when way. I, yeah, when, when I played in, ter- when, when I played in tournaments and people, ladies are the hardest on you. I mean, <laughs> they are, <laughs> they are so hard on you and you know, you're, you step on their line and they're just, you're stepping uh, on my
1: line. Oh yeah, that's and, death. That's death. I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shoya, you getting tickled over there Look.
1: <laughs> no, because I get it. I've heard these stories when I play in pro-ams or I'm at a club and you always hear the stories of the members and like the complaining and the nitpicking, right. it's not always the most welcoming environment. And so no. for you, you know, one it's one thing to learn the golf swing, but it's another thing to get comfortable in that environment. How was it for you in with that process, not only you know dealing with other golfers but like you said the etiquette or even um the country, the dress code.
0: Yeah, the country dress club yeah the country club the whole how, thing how around that? that
2: dress code was tough because <laughs> i actually love that golf is a classy sport and i personally like would like to keep it that way i do love dressing sexy but I think there's a time for everything. Um, I do like to show a little, a little leg. <laughs> I Mommy, mean,
0: look though. Along those lines, and I gotta ask the question, Sha. I'll go ahead and jump in. It seems like you've taken women's fashion to a to a place in golf it hadn't been. You know, and this is me stalking your your Instagram account because I feel like there's two types of golfers, right? There's Cheyenne back in the '90s, right, who wore boys' clothes. Oh, Sorry, geez. Cheyenne, call you yes, out. Yes,
1: there was no such thing as women's golf clothes. I didn't have a choice. And
0: then you have, you know the IG girl with everything out and everything showing. So my question is, when you started golf, I'm sure you had some like clothing shock. Like I got to wear this BS. Like (laughs) how have you been able to, I guess, bring your personality and known style into your fashion?
2: Right. Um, It was difficult in the beginning because you don't know where to shop for golf clothes. And so you're going to these clubs where they sell these clothes that are extremely large and they don't fit properly. Eventually over time as I got to know about the golf brands, I was able to kind of create my own style, you know, find some brands that I liked that fit my body and you know, I mean, I don't think you have to wear golf clothes to play golf. I mean, you can go out to H&M and find a cute little skirt, you know, and a cute little top and pair it together. Uh so it doesn't necessarily have to be golf clothes. I'm most comfortable with wearing skirts. Uh, I like shorts too, but they, they, they don't make them proper. They're, they, the crotch is a little too tight.
1: Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> See, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I've, I've been playing golf forever. And I've been playing professional golf for like the last eight years. And I think I've worn a skirt probably 99% of the time because I cannot find a pair of golf shorts that are comfortable. They fit, they don't ride up. They don't have that awkward crotch. Um, it's a struggle sometimes. We'll just stay it over is.
0: here on this topic. I don't, I don't really have <laughs> Can't much
1: to, that. to add here.
0: <laughs> you know, from where you were to where you are now, like what advice would you give people that are starting golf today? Cause it'd be different for me and different to Cheyenne, but kind of like with your experience, I'd love to hear, like what you would say, first things first would be.
2: I always say to find a professional swing coach. Don't have your significant other or your that's boyfriend. first, right? Like
0: that's just <laughs> just be, before or after buying your clubs. Like, did you buy clubs first, or did you get find your pro? Uh,
2: you find your pro first. I mean, clubs are really unnecessary yeah. when you're a beginner golfer. You Know, See, I mean, boom.
0: That's, that's that's what it's
2: that's really
1: awesome. important because a lot of people go out and buy the best of the best, they've never had a golf lesson before, and exactly. you spend all this money and don't know how to use them.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're gonna buy clubs, buy some $50 clubs, you know, exactly. cheap instead of <laughs> three clubs, I don't know, pitching wedge <laughs> with seven iron and a no driver. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's such good advice, yes. though. Like, practice, practice, practice. uh, You know, if you can't make it to the range, practice at home, Uh, stay with it. At least one lesson. I mean, if you can't afford a swing coach, there are so many pages on social media now that give so many tips.
0: Do you you find yourself when you're on the social media and you're looking at different coaches, do you find yourself like, Looking at like two and three different coaches, or do you just look at your coach's stuff, or or a coach that comes? You know, I know your coach comes from the from the Gankus tree. Shout out to George. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves our pot. Thank you, George. <laughs>
2: yes, my swing coach, uh, I know, Jake I know Gilmer. Your coach,
0: yeah, I know. I know Jay comes from from that tree. But do you kind of mix? Are you looking at multiple sites and, and getting multiple tips? Or are you kind of keeping it singular? Because that's a rabbit hole.
2: I know, and I know my swing coach, Jake Gilmer, is going to kill me if I say. I bet I'm looking at other coaches, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> you're cheating.
2: <laughs> but I I do sometimes like certain drills. When I see a drill, I'm gonna try it. You know, or even if I look at Cheyenne's page and I see her doing some drill, I'm like. I'm going to try what she's doing because I love her golf swing.
1: How many things are you working on at one time? Because it can be overwhelming if you're looking at so many pages and then you have a lesson and you're practicing, Mm -hmm. how do you navigate that? Because even for myself, sometimes it is, it is overwhelming when you're trying to work on stuff.
2: Yes. And I am always working on something. Um, I have a tendency to get a little long and across and I've had, several, uh, PGA tour pros tell me to not worry about it because it all just depends on the impact position. And they're like, you get the club right where it needs to be at impact. So don't even worry about it. A lot of the great golfers like John Daly, Angel Jimenez, um uh, Jim Furyk. I mean, they they all get long and across. And so I'm always trying to to impr- kind of make it look like a professional golfer swing. Oh. It, it's unnecessary because if I can go out there and shoot a really good score over and over and over again, it really doesn't matter how your swing looks. I mean, I, I mean, look yeah. at Matthew Wolf.
1: Exactly. You I know? agree. I mean, we get so stuck on making it look pretty and perfect, but at the end of the day, I just want the ball to go in the hole as fast as possible. I don't care what it looks like. That's all I need.
0: You know, we always like to, you know, talk about the BS and the non-BS in, in golf and in and around golf, you know, being a minority in this game, you know, walking some of the, the, the tracks that you get to walk, having some of the pass in, you know, has, has there ever been a, an instance where either, you know, being a minority had, had an outcome on your overall experience at a club? Uh, long story short, you have been discriminated against at these rich ass places. That's what I'm trying
2: to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Get to the point, that Absolutely. I have. And I, Hate to say it now um and mention this country club, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was in Newport Country Club a couple of years ago. And well, she's calling
0: out names out. Oh you.
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> baguette, know. you know what?
0: This is how it is. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> and I had my club, Sherwood, uh call down there. And I was in I was in the area. Uh vacationing and I had the ladies club championship at Sherwood come up uh coming up and I had Sherwood call Newport Country Club and they asked if I could use her range and they said absolutely she can come whenever she wants. And uh I went there the first day. They said of course go ahead go and use the range. And I had played a couple of times there and I have a few friends that are members there. The next week I went again to practice and I was on the range and the head pro comes out and he says, you can't use this range. And so I very politely, uh, told him that I, that, you know, that Sherwood had called and cleared it. And I said, I'm so, and so, and I'm a member here and here and here, and I played here and I, you know, and, uh, he says, well, you still can't use the range. And there was nobody on the range and I was dressed. Wow. I was dressed appropriately cause I've played golf there and you know, they have a really strict dress code. And, uh, he says, well, you still can't use the range. And I'm like, okay. And so he's like, can I grab your golf bag? And I says, don't touch it. Damn. <laughs> and Typically <laughs> once someone is rude, and you can't really talk any sense into them. I just my Latina side comes out, gave them gave Newport Beach Country Club a shout out on my Instagram and blasted them and told them I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> and yeah. then they called my club back and they says, Oh, have her come back and we're apologize. <laughs> no, we ain't going back. And I said, I ain't going back. Okay. <laughs> Never. And so <laughs> wow. That's such, that's you know, so I mean, mean, but it happens, uh, you know, I mean, you're walking around in these clubs and everybody is uh Caucasian and you're brown and they look at you like, Wait, where did she come from? you know?
1: What are you doing here? Yeah.
0: You feel the eyes that watch you when you come. I'm sure your own clubs are a little bit, you know, more, you know, well, they, uh, they're going mommy mommy <laughs> walking down to the range, but like <laughs> when you, when you go like to, you know, any other clubs where it's not your home club, I'm sure you feel the, the, the music stops. Absolutely. And, the eyes and are-
2: I've, I've been lucky enough to play some really beautiful country clubs and I've gone to the Hamptons and played some of the top golf courses out there. And you know, I'm typically the only brown girl walking around, and I don't mind it. I love it. I I, I love. I'm proud of my heritage and proud of who I am. And uh, mm-hmm. I let my clubs do the talking.
1: Exactly. <laughs> let them stare. That's
0: the best way to counteract anything. Because as soon as they hear that that <laughs> whoosh, yeah, and that ball is flying. They can't say shit. Like they just looking at, oh,
2: yeah. Oh, well, who is that? And now you're their best friend. Oh, Did you used to play in college? I'm like, no, I just kind of started golf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So modest. So modest. Mommy, how do the people find your own Instagram so they can be a part of your journey? Golfmommy underscore. Golfmommy underscore. That's it. Y'all here with us. Hey, you know what? Shy and I are going to come out there at some point. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to play trip. some G. Yes. Yeah, we're going, make it. we're going to get Melissa involved and we're yeah. going to go out there and we can do have it. We're
1: have a little match going or something. Absolutely.
0: But I'll if she girls comes against, around, like.
2: Girls against Doug.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's not fair. Look, here he knows he can't beat
0: us. <laughs> you know what? Challenge accepted. There we go. <laughs> challenge accepted i'll take that mommy thank you so much for spending a little time with us here on birdies not bs we wish you all the best in your upcoming championships and yes. your your debut appearance on the, on the cactus tour yes. is yeah that? hopefully what you soon. Doing
2: that? i'm gonna try and do it next year so oh, you know you. i'm gonna be the first the only 38 year the only 38-year-old out there, but...
1: <laughs> Kill it. Hey, well, go go Kill kick it. some
2: it. Ain't, Get ain't, it ain't done. no reason not to. Ain't okay. no reason not to. It, it, to it's, fun. it's It's competitive, so... Yeah. You know, why not? Why not?
1: Exactly. Why not? Why not?
2: Good. You
0: know it's funny? I, I really like hearing her story, right? To know that she started the game at 30... You know, she's only 31 now and is in one year as I'm kidding, but you listen to the
1: episode,
0: but in, in her go- time in golf, I mean, she's gone from 40 handicap to like wanting to play in tour events.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You don't hear that very often. And a lot of times you hear people talking about how they got started too late or they wish they got started earlier, um, but she has... She hasn't said one excuse of, you know, starting too late or whatever. She, no. she loves it. She fell in love with it. She's committed her time and she's improved. She's gotten better. It you works. know,
0: she, She's really the definition of digging it out of the dirt. Yes. I mean, think about it. Think about this. She took a whole year, regardless of what year, doesn't matter. She took a whole year of golf and just hit balls. Like didn't go to the course. She just hit golf balls. Yes. Like that, that's digging it out of the dirt.
1: Yeah, starting from scratch. Like, <laughs> um, imagine if you committed yourself to doing one thing for a year, like limiting yourself, focusing on one thing for a whole year.
0: I might be fluent in Spanish if I did that.
1: Well, if I
0: could just focus you, on four hours of Spanish a day.
1: You do have someone <laughs> living in your house that speaks Spanish, your wife
0: she doesn't help me with my spanish at all every time i try to speak in spanish she tells me how like wrong i am and i get corrected so i just default to like not using it at all not a mas <laughs> <laughs> but no like you know what i find interesting though you know and and and, and thank you mommy for coming on and and sharing sharing your, your your story with us is although she has been a part of of country clubs and the country club culture that there's still hurdles that she's had to overcome just to do what she loves to do. you know. And I think regardless of the block you come from or the clubhouse you come from, as a minority in this game, there are still going to be hurdles and things that you have to jump that our counterparts don't.
1: I agree. And with her being a minority, but also, you know, she spoke about being discriminated against just for being a beginner. Um, And that's something that we see a lot in the game, too. No no matter what you look like, you know, we have those hurdles, but also just being comfortable in an environment as a beginner um, and hearing the comments and not being welcome simply because you're still learning. Um, I thought it was really cool to hear how she was able to get through that.
0: Like, she talked about being discriminated against against women, though. Like, and being welcomed by the men because she knew how to play fast. Like, so that even blows my mind even further because your own gender group can like keep you out of the game as a I woman know. like that. You might have to start a, a sometimes
1: foundation. or something. Sometimes is a little backwards. Sometimes we got things all wrong. We had to, we had to stick together a little bit more and be supportive of each other. Cause we know this game is hard. Yeah, We're all out here just trying to get better. So let's just try to support each other.
0: Yeah. But again, like, you know, that boy phase you went through in the nineties, you know, it's nice to hear that women's golf has, uh, women's golf fashion has evolved to where yes. you can be a little bit more fashionable and, and sleek and sexy and, and so all those adjectives that you can be. Uh, <laughs> so that's 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 exciting though because you know I seen some photos of Christy Kerr back in the day with with, with boy clothes on too. So it's I know we went uh, yeah. through
1: some rough years as yeah. women in the game of golf. Yeah, okay. y'all come a long but way. We've come. We've come a long way, <laughs> and, and you know we still have room to grow, but we are. We out We out here, okay? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. But you know what's crazy? Like, I think Alejandra is the perfect kind of uh, a case study for this week's Let's Get Technical. And to be honest, I don't even want to be that technical, shot because I want to talk about just the actual act of digging it out of the dirt, literally. Like, you know, when you go to the range, um, I think she said something very pivotal as we get technical this week. Get a lesson. Work on just that lesson. Yes. Or a month or over a month yeah. or however long it can be between lessons and and work on just that. Because I think with all the noise, all of the noise that comes in about you should swing this club and hit this ball and wear this clothes. You can you can go down these rabbit holes and, and be sidetracked but to stay focused, stay singular. Yeah. I think that speaks volumes.
1: And to. um, just the fact that she gave it a month of working on the one thing she, she and her coach spoke about. A lot of people don't give that one swing thought or that one drill the right amount of time. You know, you might go out to the course, work on it two or three times and expect to have the move down when reality, in reality – it might take three or four weeks of continuously doing it on a regular basis to truly be able to move on to the next move. So for her to say, you know, she dedicated a month to each lesson is major. And I think a lot of people can take something away from that.
0: I think it also gives you a, a deep sense of, you know, knowing where you're trying to go. Because I, I don't think we mentioned this enough in golf, but I think there's a there's a bit of goal setting that that yeah. Alejandra went through. She knew where she wanted to be and there was no substitute to get there but but to put the work in.
1: Yeah, I mean there's no fast pass to getting better in golf. You truly have to put in the time and be patient. You know, she gave herself the year on the range. She started out, you know, I don't know if it was now or a few years ago, but just trying to make bogeys um, and being excited about that and just giving your time to truly grow in the game and not expect to just be scratch overnight because that's how you get frustrated. That's how you quit. That's how a lot of things go wrong. Get your
0: ass bounced right out of the game. This game's hard (laughs) enough. Give
1: yourself the time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So uh, again, thanks to uh, golf mommy for coming on here and and telling your story with us. Uh that's it for us this week, Birdie's Not BS. You know how to find me and Cheyenne, Birdie's com, Birdie's Not BS, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We appreciate y'all man. holla at us Always.